welcome to the tuesday bible study everybody welcome 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 if it's your first time watching or listening consider yourself welcomed welcome everybody i'm just trying to move my tripod okay i think we're good welcome everybody hi manu how are you how's everybody doing is it seven yeah it's seven we can start we start at seven on the dot whether they are people or they are people so Welcome everyone. So I think we can start with the word of prayer before we get into our session for today. Father, we thank you for this opportunity you've given us once again to come to hear your word, to be empowered, to be changed, to be helped, to become better people. We commit today's service into your hands. Lead us, Holy Spirit, guide us, and may something that's said here touch someone's life and help them to become a better person. I avail myself as a vessel. Use me, help me, and give me utterance. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. My dog still. Still, still, my guy. Still, still. Okay, so we're continuing from chapter 41. Last week we left with. Last week I think we finished chapter 40, which was great. Um, so now we get to go to chapter 41, which is basically the end of the end i think we're left with like after this session we have to do one and then we're done and then pastor annie is going to come and she's going to do a great session on joseph and i think we're gonna figure out where we go from there okay so from chapter 41 i think we're going to read verse 1 to 8 and then we're just gonna take it from there or let's start with verse 1 only and then we'll go from verse 1 to 8 so Genesis chapter 41 verse 1 reads, After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. I just want us to focus primarily on the first part, which says, after two whole years. After two whole years. I think if you're looking from the outside and you're just being observant, you can really easily think that Joseph was delayed. Right? Because it's like after two entire years, after this person, he interpreted the dream from the cupbearer and the baker, right? And then he told this person that, please don't forget me when you get promoted and all of that. And he got promoted and he forgot. For two whole years, Joseph's life was sort of at a standstill. There was a pause there. So what I want us to sort of focus on right now to take a bit of a detour is we want to talk about delays. What happens or what do you do when you're in a situation in your life or in a season where you feel like you're delayed? First of all, I want us to imagine Joseph, how he was feeling in that particular space where you're in prison for two years and the person you expected to come through for you fails and you're there and your life is sort of at a standstill for two years. So it's normal that he could have thought that maybe this was more like a delay. So now we're reflecting the mirror back to us now. What do you do when you're in a situation where you feel like God is delaying and you're being delayed and you feel like you're behind time and you feel like so much could have been done and you feel like so much could have been achieved, right? And what I want us to take primarily from the story of delays, like if you're in a person, maybe in a situation where maybe you're like Joseph, you feel like certain things are supposed to have happened at a certain date in your life at a certain time, but you feel like those things have not happened yet. What do you do now? So the first question I want us to take well, the first point I want us to understand is we are not all Josephs. I know that's a bit hard to digest or something, but we're not all Josephs. We're not all Josephs in the sense that 
sometimes in life, some of the delays we face and some of the delays and some of the being set back and all of that, some of those delays are self-inflicted. Let's take, let's first take that out of the way. Before we discuss and we try to understand the, the reasons behind different delays and what could be happening and God's timing and all that, first of all, we have to understand that some of the delays we face are self-inflicted. So before you get to a place where you start asking other people and you start being sulky because you think you're delayed, it's important to ask yourself, am I not the reason for my own delay? Because the thing with the things of God, we have to always understand that the things of God work by principle. God is a God of principle and God is a God who keeps his word, which is why we find even with the story of Jesus, that Jesus had to die because God had said and had said that if someone sins, they have to die. So the reason why Jesus died was because he was dying in place of us. So God is that particular and God is that, what's the word? He's that set on his word and that set on his principles that he doesn't go back on it. So there's likewise, there are so many principles that God has set in life. The principle of tithing, the principle of giving, the principle, so many principles that God has set that if you want to achieve this particular result, this is the way you have to go. If you want to get to point B, this is the way you have to go. So if you as an individual, you violate that principle, and you don't get to the result, you, you cannot be in that position where you say, I, I'm delayed or God is delaying me. Ultimately, you have delayed yourself because by violating certain principles. So that's the first thing that I want us to observe, that this issue of delays that we're talking about, as we're speaking about Genesis 41 verse 1, we were talking about the delay that Joseph faced for those two years. Before we get to explain that, we want to say that, we want to give the disclaimer that we are talking about delays under the light that all spiritual protocol observed, all the principles observed. We will consider the th situation you're in. What qualifies it as a delay is, are you as an individual observing all the protocols and all the principles that God has set prior? Are you not being the architect of your own demise before we call it a delay? So that's our disclaimer, right? That all spiritual protocol observed, suppose you are not the architect of your own demise. Don't neglect spiritual principles. Because in as much as certain delays can come, it's important for us to know that when you neglect certain spiritual principles and certain rules and certain ways that God has set in place, for example, tithing, giving, being generous, observing God's laws, observing God's command, being prayerful, loving people, not living in sin, those things have an impact on, on the speed at which your destiny comes. You can be the person who delays your own destiny, right? Even things like tithing and things like sinning and living a life of sin, they can be things that cause delay, right? So that's an important thing. Another thing I want us to take from Genesis 41 verse 1 is the very common phrase that delay is not denial, right? And it's important sometimes when you're in a season where you feel like you're behind and you're being delayed, Always seek the mind of God. Am I really delayed? Always seek the mind of God. What is God saying about this particular delay? And always ask yourself a question. That in this particular season, I feel like I'm being delayed. But is there something that God is trying to teach me? 
Is God trying to teach me patience? Is God trying to teach me endurance? What is the thing that God is trying to teach me in this particular season of my life? Is he trying to build my character? What could, what could, what, what's the good thing that could come out of this whole situation? Those are questions that you have to ask yourself. Those are questions that you also have to ask God in prayer. God answers prayer. You have to ask God. In this particular season, I feel like I'm delayed. But from your perspective is, what am I supposed to learn from all this? Because I feel like sometimes with the things of God, the lesson keeps coming until you catch it. Until you catch it one way or the other, it will come in different forms, right? And I think it's also important to ask yourself a very important question that is a delay according to who? Because more often than not, sometimes we find ourselves in those situations where we feel like we, we, we are behind time. We feel like we're being delayed. Sometimes you're not even late. Sometimes you're exactly on God's time. As we know, when we read the word, there are two types of time. There's Kairos and there's Kronos. Kairos is God's timing. Kronos is our timing, the timing that we use, the chronological time. So you have to understand and you have to always have to ask yourself, suppose you're saying you're late. You're late according to whose watch? Because you may be late according to the standards of people. But in the long run, when you observe and when you inquire the mind of God, you might actually be on time, on God's clock for what he has in store for you, right? Sometimes you just think you're late by the standards of people, but all in all, you are actually on time. Like we see in the case of Joseph. It seemed like he was delayed. It seemed like he was behind time. And it seemed like there was no purpose for this particular delay. But God had a way of using that time to build a certain type of endurance and resilience in him. So always ask yourself before what you put pressure in life, before you put unnecessary pressure on yourself, always ask yourself a very important question. In that thing that you feel like you're delayed in that situation, in that particular space where you feel like God is late, you could have done this earlier. I'm late according to whose watch? Whose watch am I on? Who told me that I'm late? Right? So that's a very important thing to ask yourself. And it's also important to understand not to force doors open. Because so many times when we feel like we're late and we feel like God is delaying, we have a tendency of forcing doors open. And God is late, so I'm going to try to, to figure out how to do this by myself. And as a result, we end up in so many situations that we could have been that could have been easily avoided. I can give the example of the children of Israel. The children of Israel, they were in that situation when that story I always talk about where they were saying they want a king. And God said, you don't need a king, I'm your king. And then they still insisted and they pushed until God eventually was like, you know what? I'm going to give them the king that they said they want. So it's important to always ask yourself the valid question that you're late according to whose watch. And it's also important not to push doors open. Try and understand the mind of God. What is the reason behind this delay? What is God trying to teach me in this particular situation? And you move accordingly. Yes. So now we're going to verse 1 to 8. We're going to read Pharaoh's dream and we're going to pick up whatever we pick up from there. And then I think from there we'll be done. So we're going to read from Genesis chapter 41, verse 1 to 8. Right. After two whole years, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing by the Nile. And behold, they came up out of the Nile seven cows, attractive and plump. And they fed in the reed grass. And behold, seven other cows, ugly and thin, came up out of the Nile after them. And stood by the other cows on the bank of the Nile. 
and the ugly thin cows ate up the seven attractive plump cows and Pharaoh awoke, excuse me, and he fell asleep and dreamed a second time. And behold, the seven ears of corn, plump and good, were growing on the stalk. And behold, after them sprouted seven ears, thin and blistered by the wind. And the thin ears swallowed up the seven plump and full ears. And Pharaoh awoke, and behold, it was a dream. So in the morning his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians of Egypt and its wise men. Pharaoh told them his dreams, and there was no one who could interpret the dream to Pharaoh. So now we're dealing with Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh goes on in the dreams. The first dream, there were cows at a river bank, and there were thick cows, and the thin cows ate the thick cows. And then he goes on, he goes back to bed, and he dreams the second dream again, which was more or less like that one, but it was now using the example of corn, and it was a bit different. So like we read, one thing I want us to point out, if you remember a few sessions ago, we spoke about how oftentimes, not always, when God gives you the same dream twice, you have, that's something you have to be mindful of. We said sometimes when a dream comes once, it means that it's more like a warning and it's something that you can pray against. This is not a rule that is set in stone. This is just something that spiritual people, that some people that I listen to have observed and they've said. Now, sometimes if a dream comes once, it's a warning. It's something that you can pray against. It's something you can fast against. It's something that you can sort of push against, right? But when it comes for the second time, you have to be very careful of those dreams because more often than not, it's already been established and all you can do is prepare. More often than not, not always, guys, right? So we see that principle, it's being repeated. Paul dreamt the dream once and he dreamt it twice for confirmation, right? That's the first thing. The second thing I want us to pinpoint or to take from this is that God is able to minister warnings to us in our dreams. And he can reveal things to us in our dreams. What I want us to take from this is God was able to tell Pharaoh that something that was about to happen and he told him in a dream. I love something that was said a while back. This pastor said, you have to always understand that God does not want you to walk into a future you don't know. Because oftentimes, because maybe because of the things that we've been taught, maybe because of the doctrine that we've listened to, you can get to that place where you feel like your future is mysterious and you feel like God just wants you to just walk into the future and not knowing. But scripture has constantly revealed that more often than not, God does not want us to walk into a future we don't know about. So many times, right? He doesn't want you to walk into a future you don't know, which is why so many times these dreams come. It's God's way of showing you sort of like the future, so you can see, so you can prepare, so he can preserve you. Whether it, it comes in form of a warning, sometimes God gives us warnings through dreams, like what we're seeing in this particular thing. This is something bad that was coming to pass, and God was able to warn Pharaoh through his dream. I love that verse in the book of Isaiah that speaks about a wise man foresees danger and plans ahead. So many times our dreams can be something that God uses as a tool to warn us. So I hope we don't take them lightly. So God wants us to get into a future that we know, right? That's what we're trying to get at. Because the whole point of God telling Pharaoh these things was that when they come, right, he's prepared. And it was also because he was trying to integrate um, Joseph into this equation. So, so many times when you dream certain dreams, maybe repeatedly, be a person who's prayerful after the dream. You can ask God as well. 
before you ask for someone to interpret dreams because sometimes you can ask like i said that time that sometimes people can interpret your dreams from their own perspective so it's important sometimes the best person to ask about your dream if you dream something and you need clarity is to ask god god does this mean anything what am i supposed to take from this right so it's one of the verses that point us to this point that we're talking about that god does not want you to get into a future you don't know he wants you to have an idea of what's coming he wants you to prepare he wants you to to preserve you if maybe danger is coming is jeremiah 33 verse 3 it reads call unto me and i will answer you and i will tell you great and incomprehensible things that you don't know so more often than not, that's why God shows us certain things in our dreams. That's why God showed you that future and the person you're going to become. So you know how to conduct yourself in this particular space and time. So that when you get to that place, when you get to that manifestation of that person you were called to be, it doesn't come as a surprise and you're not a person who is riddled with scandal. Why? Because God already warned you in advance that this is the person you're going to be. So how you act now should reflect in what's coming. And even if it comes as a warning, God is trying to show us, like what the verse says, things that you don't know. God is willing to show us things that we don't know. Whether they come as a warning to prepare us and to preserve us. So in this case, God reveals what revealed what he was planning to do in Pharaoh's dream. And God is capable of doing the same for you and me, right? God wants to preserve a warning is meant either to preserve or to protect you or to prepare you. Sometimes when God sends you a warning through your dreams or through the dreams of others, sometimes people can dream things for you. But like I said, the best person to ask when it comes to dreams is God. Right? So God can use dreams to warn and to preserve and to prepare us for the future, to preserve us. Maybe it means you. there's a certain level of prayer that you have to get into. You have to pray for yourself. You have to pray for your family to prepare for whatever it is that is coming ahead. You see? So that's an important point for us to note. And, and a verse of emphasis is John 16 verse 13, which speaks about, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak on his own. He will speak what he hears. And I love this last part. He will tell you things to come. God does not want us to walk into a future we don't know. He wants to always give us that advantage. That we know what's coming and we prepare and we act accordingly. Another point I want us to take from Genesis 41 verse 8. is a very interesting thing. It talks about the concept of using the years of abundance to prepare for the years of no abundance. This example, I think it was Apostle Joshua Solomon that gave it. He said, the dream of Pharaoh, when we are applying it to our day-to-day -day lives, what it can mean is the, the, the thick cows or the plump cows or the healthy cows or the healthy stalks of grain or the healthy plants, they, to us, they can represent a time or a season in your life where you will have abundance of something. Right? I love that verse in Ecclesiastes that talks about how life operates in seasons. And there is a season for everything and there's a time for everything. So there's a time as well for where we will be in a place where you have plenty of something. There's a season in your life where you have plenty of something. You have something in abundance. What is that thing that is abundant in that season of your life? In this particular season of your life, what is the thing that is abundant? 
that thing you're supposed to use it to prepare for the future or to prepare for a later date where you may not have that particular thing in abundance, right? The fat cows represent the years of abundance, be it abundance of time, money, resources, and even strength. When you are in a season in your life, ask yourself, what do I have in abundance in this particular season and use it to prepare for the next season. So that's our question for this week. As an individual, ask yourself, at this particular chapter of my life, in this particular season, what is something that I have in abundance? As a time, my person who has a lot of time on my hands, then you use that time to invest in yourself. Be it whether you read books, whether you study the Bible, whether you pray more, use that time to prepare for whatever it is that is coming in the next section of your life or in the next chapter of your life. Because even if we give the example of time, you can be a person who has a lot of time at this particular season of your life. There will come a time where you might be so busy that you might not have that time. You might not have time to study the word like you used to. You might not have time to pray like you used to. You might not have time to do so many things like you used to, to even read, right? You might not have time to do free courses or to do a bunch of other things to invest in yourself like you used to. Why? Because you're in a different season. And in that season, the resource that was in abundance in the previous season is now scarce. So that's what I want us to take from Ferris Jim. One, use the years of abundance. Ask yourself as an individual, what are the things that I have in abundance at this chapter of my life? At this point of my life, what is something that I have in abundance? And how can I utilize it to prepare for the next season, right? If you have energy or if you have an excess of energy and time, some people exercise, do that. If you have an excess of money, invest, multiply. What businesses can I get into? What can I invest in? What can I start Instead of just using the money, what is something that I can use this particular money that I have in abundance in this season that will benefit me in the next season, right? If you have time, what can I do right now? Galatians 6 verse 7 tells us clearly that do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever it is a man sows is exactly what he will reap. So if you have an abundance of time, use that time to, to sow something. Sow seeds, beat seeds of prayer, pray for your future, pray for your future businesses, your future kids, your future endeavors. Pray for so many things in the future to prepare yourself for the next chapter of your life. If you're a person who has the abundance of time in this particular season of your life, use it to pray, use it to serve, use it to read, use it to fast, use it to study the word because there might come a time. I love something that Apostle Joshua Solomon said. He said, uh, sometimes I made a season of my life where the, the prayers that I used to do back then when I used to have a lot of time, they're not the prayers I do now. Now, sometimes I'm, I'm, my schedule is so packed that I have to compress things into a short period of time. So understand that whatever resource that you have in abundance at this particular season of your life, it's not always going to be in abundance. The next chapter may be entirely different and you might not have those same resources. So utilize those resources. All these things prepare you for the next season. Like the verse that I just read, Galatians 6 verse 7. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever it is that a man sows, he will reap. So all the things that you sow, even if it's something as simple as reading, right? You're investing into yourself. And at, at a later date and at a later time and at a certain chapter of your life, it is going to be something that is going to be beneficial to you. And it's going to be something that is going to increase you and expand you as a person. Use the years of abundance to prepare for the years of lack. If you don't, your thin, uh, your thin cows will eat your fed cows. And I feel like so many times 
we see people that end up in certain situations, maybe even yourself, maybe even me, maybe if you're a person who's honest and you're a person who can reflect, you can even reflect on a time where you didn't prepare for something. And when it the time came and when a certain season came, it found you unprepared. I love that verse in the book of Ecclesiastics that talks about how hey, the race is not to the swift nor, the, nor is the battle to the strong, but time and chance happens to them all. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to understand that God is going to lead you to a place of opportunity. Time is going to happen like it happens to every one of us. And chance is going to happen. Chances and opportunities are going to knock at your door. It, it's set in stone. It's a principle. It's something that God has said. It, time and chance happens to them all. The question is, will that chance and will that opportunity find you prepared? That's the question. That's the question. Time, you were given time. There's a certain chapter of your life where you had so much time. What did you do with that time? Because chances and opportunities are going to come that are going to ask, even if it's a job, right? I was actually having that discussion with someone and she was saying, I don't have a driver's license. I was like, but you're not doing anything now and you have the resources. Why don't you just go get a driver's license? Because the chance, the time you have it now, but the chance may come at a later date where there's a job opportunity. And you have you fit every single one of those qualifications, except for one, you, it requires a driver's license that you don't have. But at a certain time in your life, you had the resources and the time to be able to take it, but you failed to use those resources. So be a person who's mindful. What is something that I have in abundance in this season of my life? What, what, what is it that I have in abundance? I have time. I have energy. I have money. Use it to invest in the next season of your life. I love the book of Matthew verse, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Let's just read it. That's our last verse. It says, the wise men built, okay, this is more like a paraphrase. Okay, I didn't write the whole verse. But it's that verse that talks about how the wise man built his house upon a rock. The wise man built his house upon a rock in anticipation. When he built the house, there, there was no storm. There was no rain. There was It was literally just good weather. But he built the house on a rock in anticipation of any types of weather that was going to come in the future. He was anticipating that maybe rain will come, maybe wind will come, maybe whatever will come, maybe storms will come, right? And he was able to use the now to prepare for the future. And that's why even in that story, when the wind and the rain and whatever eventually came, his house was not shaken. Why? Because he was prepared. There's power in preparation. And you have to use whatever it is that God is saying to you, be it in a dream or whatever, warning or whatever. Use it to prepare for the next season in your life. Don't be caught on a way. Time and chance happens to everyone. The question is, when that opportunity that has your name on it, when it comes, will it find you prepared? That's the question. When that opportunity that God has set in advance for you, when it comes, Will you be prepared for that particular opportunity or will it find you off guard? Will it catch you off guard? And you'll be that person that, I know what, I could have used this time to do this and that, but I failed because you didn't utilize the time that God had given you prior. And that's all for today. Hi, Jay. It's nice to see you. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Chi-Chi. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining today. Unfortunately, we're done. So next week is going to be our last session and we're going to close it out. And then the week after that, we're going to take a break. Not a break, a break on my part. My mom is going to come, Pastor Annie, and she's going to come and she's going to do a powerful teaching on the life of Joseph. 
I don't know what she's going to teach on, but I just know it's going to be power pack. So next week is our final session. Please join in. It's been fun. It's been a fun three months studying the life of Joseph. It's been so exciting. Thank you for everyone who joined. If you're watching this podcast and you've not given your life to Christ, I would love to lead you. Just put your right hand on your heart and say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I admit that I'm a sinner. I repent. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me and I receive my salvation. Lead me, guide me, Holy Spirit. Enter into me and lead me in this new life. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to study your word. We pray that even as we're getting into this new week, as we're continuing with our lives, we pray that you open our eyes to see the resources that we have in abundance in this particular chapter of our lives and help us to utilize those resources in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, everybody. See you next week, same time, same place. Bye. The video will be available on my IGTV if you want to watch it. For those that were late, and it's also available everywhere where you find podcasts, it's available as an audio. So please do listen in and enjoy. Thank you to everyone for joining. See you next week, same time, same place.